Welcome to House of Rams. Hello and welcome to the House of Rams podcast. We're using this format as a quick and easy way to find out what's going on in the club and hear direct from those running the show for us. We hope you enjoy this instalment. This podcast was recorded on Thursday the 17th of September 2020 in the President's Suite at Harlow Rugby Club following the Colts training session which has just concluded. Uh, I'm here with uh, Owen Coyne, who's the uh, head coach of the Colts side, Sam Puggers-Mortimer, who some of you may uh, recognise the Puggers name, and Stuart Oakes, who have also been out there coaching uh, tonight. So welcome everybody. Thank you. Thanks for, thanks for joining us on, on this uh, latest edition of the, the Harlow Rugby Club podcast. Um, so for those of you that don't know, our cult side covers from under 15, under 15, under 17, under 17, uh, to uh, and bridge the gap from juniors to senior rugby. Um, so we're just going to have a little bit of a chat about that today. But first of all, I mean, how are you doing today? Good, yeah, good. Had a good session, a good turnout. We're just uh, debating whether it was 39 or 42, um, but I'll go with others, 39. He's going to be right. My, my register says 39. So. <laughs> he is a teacher, after all. Yeah, yeah. He's the one that counts. Yeah, he count, teaches. Yeah. 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 You're not a maths teacher, are you? Uh, I'm a primary teacher. I'm a jack of all trades. Oh, there we go. Master of none. <laughs> no, good, good turnout, uh, good attitude, and uh, uh, the lads are learning. Now, um, I mean, we met quite a long time ago. Yeah. Um, uh, I think you just signed back for Harlow when maybe come from Rotherham or, or some time like that, and you were uh, back when Graham Richards was coaching the yes. first thing. Yes, yes, um, I remember it well. We probably, our paths had probably crossed in some dark and dingy nightclub uh, before that day, but uh, yeah. but that's how I think when we started playing together. Uh, playing together. Yes. Uh, and that was sort of year 2000, something like that. It would have been 2000, 2001, I left Rotherham um, 2001, and uh, we were still, when I joined you, we were still in London 1. We were, yeah. Yeah, London 1. Yeah. And Lee, was it Lee Harron was still captain? Was, yes, was captain? I think so. Yeah, yeah Lee Harron's captain then, yeah. yeah, about that time. We'll have to go and check the board around the corner in a moment, <laughs> to, to be sure. But um, saying back in 2000, seems 20 years ago seems an all when I wrote that down it made me feel very 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 old uh, and I'd have been 25 at that point and wouldn't have been feeling very old at all but well, I mean, I, the time passes way too too fast doesn't it yeah it does um, so uh, just to get to know you a little bit more I mean what is your day job well <laughs> it's uh, it's not as easy I wish it was easy to explain but we, um, I'm a co-owner of a, a company that manufactures uh, capital equipment around the world. Um, so, very boring, and you would glaze <laughs> over after five minutes me explaining to you. In that case, we're back to Puggers being a teacher. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm just trying to clarify for everyone listening that, I mean, it's just an international man of mystery. He disappears on holidays, and he comes back, and he's got these new rugby ideas. It's fantastic. <laughs> so Stuart, what's your, what's your day job? Well, I've worked in commercial for 40 odd years, so uh, in various jobs. Um, soon to be made redundant, so, um, but that's kind of okay because uh, I can take up my pension. Okay. I spend more time. So you don't want to use this opportunity to, to sort of advertise your yeah, skills for exactly. <laughs> a job? Yeah, not a bad idea. <laughs> uh, so, uh, just a, a question to you all really what, what do you love about rugby? Um, me first. Yeah. Okay. The sport itself, uh, the uh, the team camaraderie, friendship. You know, you know as well as I do, or everyone knows around here, you can travel the world and bump into people that you played rugby with or against. Um, the sport itself, I think, as a team sport, I think it's probably the best in the world. Uh, being biased and loving the sport, but you know. Tell me what sport you can go out on the field, you can play against an opposite number, you can have a physical encounter, and then you can go and have a beer with him afterwards. Um, there's no sport like it. I think it's um, it brings so many fond memories just mentioning the sport. So, yeah, <laughs> I love it. How about you, Puggers? I, I played from quite young, but I, I stopped as soon as we got to seniors. I only played a couple of years at seniors. But it was a, I like the way that... It's, it's a sport for many people of many different um, like physical attributes. You don't have to be a certain size to play rugby. You can play in any opposition. It does make it easy 
for you to say to boys who are playing football, if they aren't, you know, elite of football, you can say, well, you can come play rugby and there will be a position for you. And it generally is taught in secondary schools, and quite a lot of people get the taste for it there, and it's quite good. I like it. So, um, I, I remember saying the camaraderie is second to none. So Stuart, how did you get involved in rugby? Uh, obviously from school, first of all. Uh-huh. Then um, I played through school into Essex. Then we moved to Cornwall. And I was very lucky because I played for St Austell down in Cornwall. Mm-hmm. And that was some seriously good rugby. Yeah. And that was really enjoyable. And I think, you know, when you look at it, a lot of people that love rugby see it as a passion. And it genuinely is. It's genuinely my passion. And I still think that, you know, whenever I see England go out and play at Twickenham, I still think I could do the same thing. Clearly I can't. You see, I'm Welsh, I could do it better. No, I know, I know what you You've mean. You've ruined it. <laughs> yeah, I've got a good story about Colin Charvis, but I won't be able to repeat it. <laughs> um, so, uh, I mean, have we got a mixture of teams that we support? And Puggers, you've got a Surrey shirt on there. Yep. Um, you a big Surrey fan? Yes, I, I was. Uh, I used to love going down there with my dad when he was at uh, Vicarage Road. Mm-hmm. I used to love uh, seeing was it Thomas Castigno take the penalties. Yep. Every single time, boot it off the front of the stand. Michael Liner. Yeah. yeah. And uh, was it Hill? Was Seller. Yeah. yeah. It was quality. <laughs> I used to love it. And then we moved to Allianz. It was brilliant. Um, but I get a lot of jib from quite a lot of people, especially <laughs> with the relegation thing. It's quite you know, embarrassing, really. Also being a Spurs fan, I liked winning the Saracens. It was nice. But you're cheating to get your trophies. But we won, though. Yeah. <laughs> so, I mean, you're not a Saris fan, then? No. No, uh, when I used to play against them, I used to, um, that's a strong word, I just didn't like playing against them. Um, my team, that I I just loved the ground, uh, but they're not having the greatest season, is Leicester. Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> There's a lot of people that enjoy Leicester not doing very well. Yeah, I know they are, they are. Yeah. I know they are. But, and when I, you know, I mean, when thank I, God for Saris, to be fair. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> otherwise we would be down. Yeah, but yeah. for me, you know, Leicester, as a player, going to play there was like going to, I don't know, Old Trafford. Mm. Uh, it was the big club, wasn't yeah, it? Yeah, it was the big club. Uh, but, you know, yeah, they're not doing too good. <laughs> <laughs> so are you still St. Austell, or have you been sort of tempted into Exeter Chiefs as a no, local def- team? definitely not. No, I have done. Yeah. Um, I... Uh, I'm Essex boy through and through, and my team has always been Harlequins and Leicester. Right, a very good reason for that. Harlequins because <laughs> it was my local team, uh-huh. and Leicester because when I was young, all the great England players were playing for Leicester, and that is what drove me to supporting them. Uh, okay. And I've never let it go. I've always, always supported both. So when they play against each other, I'm literally torn. Yeah. Literally, Tom, I know I want to win. What's your team? Ospreys. Uh, no, no, Scarlets. Scarlets is uh, <laughs> the quarter final of the weekend, so that's that, that's good for me. So, um, they, that, those sides over there. But uh, I, years and years ago, Reese Lovebay took me to train with the under 21s at Saris. Oh. And that was the point I went, I am not going down that route. I am not good enough to do, to do that. And just started playing at Harlow. It was, uh, that was at. Um, yeah. Before they moved at, um, uh, I've forgotten the name. Southgate. Southgate, yeah, Southgate. Uh, I forget the name of the, the old, the old brand, yeah. And, uh, yeah, and uh, it was it was interesting going into the changing rooms afterwards because it was coming to that point where all the kids were chasing contracts. And I was like, I'm not even good enough to get in this team, the 20, under 21s and stuff. Was like, there you go. And that was it. That was me. Come back to Harlow. I'm going to play my rugby as hard as I can at Harlow and uh, enjoy myself. So, so when, did you, when did you start playing rugby? Was you playing rugby at junior level? Yeah, so I started, I went to boarding school at Hockrell to right. uh, secondary school. And I started playing there. And then um, I changed schools in the third year of seniors to Mark Hall. And then at that point, started playing rugby at Hollow. I literally nagged my dad to bring me down here. So were you uh, the same year as Stradlin? Yeah, yeah. Right. Stradlin, Prindy, Kerry, um, uh, Reese Loveday. Uh, Duncan Reynolds, um, 
So nice. that, that yeah, we, had, we had a we had a crack inside then coming through, and uh, Stradley went to Wasps, Reese went to um, Saracens. Saracens, and uh, Prindy became Colts captain somehow. So there we go. <laughs> 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 um, so yeah, sorry, enough about me there. Um, so yeah, Scarlet says hopefully fingers crossed this weekend. All those, I mean, Saris are in pretty good position in Europe as well, aren't they? So mm. so. You don't want to say I love them. Take you. You want to admit that? Well, Leicester could actually make the semi-finals. So, yeah, they could. Uh, so, yeah, they're yeah. making semi-finals. They're yeah. doing much better, aren't they? Good job getting chances. But no chance for. Oh, Leicester, you're still Leicester, yeah, aren't you? So no chance for Quinns. No. Not much chance. No. Um, so, it, it's just uh, what position did you play as a player? Centre. You were centre. Yeah. Ever tempted any other position? I liked as played uh, in the first team with you in 2000-2001, in my, my strength in my game was the physical aspect, the tackle mm-hmm. area. I just enjoyed that. Mm-hmm. I really enjoyed that. I think I was uh, a frustrated flanker, really, yeah. playing in the backs. But, uh, yeah, I loved, um, loved the physical element and, uh, and played predominantly inside, but on the odd occasion would play outside. But when we had someone with some gas they would end up going on the outside and I'll go on the inside it was an age thing as I got older I kept moving in, moving in. how many times have you broken your nose uh, five. <laughs> uh, five it doesn't show no 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 what position are you I was a hooker so I half I thought you was <laughs> I was a hooker average at best uh, but yeah I was, I was like, I loved it because it was the one position I realised if you play hooker you get the ball yeah. Because you could throw it, you do the throw in, <laughs> you do the hook in, and then generally, if you're playing decently, you're the first to erupt and you can get some kind of penalties, get a little bit of glory. But as I got older, larger, definitely became a prop. And then as I became too large, I just became a manager. Yeah. <laughs> it was Natural a tactical, progression. A tactical move, yeah. 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 Stuart, what position do you play? Uh, I was over to sign flanker. Yeah. Yeah. I saw myself as a bit of a nail back. Because you know, as per his book, size doesn't matter. I was yeah. never at all. I was a bit of a nutcase, and uh, I like to get to the ball first of all. As you said, I played overside flanker. Your face lit up. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I love it. I just yeah. really love it. Absolutely. We, we, we have no proof of that. I actually <laughs> think he was a closet prop. Your face lit up because you love smashing fly halves. Oh, are you not? Right? <laughs> so go on. In. When was the last time you all played? I played in a Vets Cup Final, Middlesex Vets Cup Final two years ago. Two years ago. 48. Uh, I played in the Bullies 10s at the last time we were at Rancourt, so that was three, four years ago. Okay. Is that, is that three okay. years ago? Uh, no, you just made that up. Yeah. No, I think played, because they, they got me in there with the whole, you can play 10 minutes, and you can 10 minutes every single match. <laughs> Stuart, do you need some more fingers? <laughs> Lots of fingers. It's, it's well, they're playing in long shorts when they were. Yeah, they were. Those big boots that went up past your ankle. Um, 20-something years ago. Yeah. What about you, man? Uh, I played for the uh, Saints last season. Um, had a run-out once. Got, uh, got injured. But I, I, managed, I normally manage a run-out or two uh, a year. So you still so. put your boots on? Yeah, no, honestly, there's nothing like with playing rugby, is there? The, the, I mean, you, I've missed it like crazy. When the first year when I stopped when I stopped playing for the first team, it was agony. Hated it. Worst worst year off the. Mm. Uh, uh, it was Tough. horrible. Coming to watch was horrible, and mm. uh, found it very difficult. But um, <laughs> but my back had given up, so I had to. So, but there we are. Um, so, who's been on any good tours? <laughs> As you know, there is a saying that we have to follow. Yeah. What goes on tour stays on tour. I have stories that are really not for your listeners' uh, ears. Um, you know. Yeah, I'd rather just leave it at that. So uh, tell me where. Where, where was your best tour? So tell us the location. Um, Dubai. Um, 
Uh, or, <laughs> trumped my ones already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's other people saying Southwold, Clapton, Mad Dubai. Played a couple of years in the Heineken Sevens mm-hmm. uh, in Amsterdam, and it was a great, great mm-hmm. tour, great tour. And uh, we played um, in the semi-finals. We would play the French Barbarians. Now a lot of people won't know Cambabera, uh, mm-hmm. the French fly half, who was. You know, he was like the, uh, um, he had the white hair, he was just most skillful 10 that I had. And, and I always remember we were playing him in the semi-final and he, and he came up and I thought, oh, I'm going to nail him, I'm going to nail him. And he threw the ball behind his back, flipped it with his back heel over my head, sidestepped me, caught it, ran the length of the field, scored. Is that called cool? And he came back and he went, Eat all, <laughs> <laughs> and I just went. Oh, sorry. Yeah, sorry, not, not to swear. So that's probably the cleanest story that I can tell you. There we go. Go on, then. So, Pugas, come on. So, I, I've been to my, my aren't quite as far flung. So, I think the furthest we went was Amsterdam. Then we went to many a campsite in Bath and uh, Blackpool, Newquay. <laughs> but my one memory is that uh, we went to Harwich very clearly. <laughs> We had a massive dormitory, I think there was about 20 lads were in there, and it was an old fire station, and we went out for a match, and one of the boys stayed behind, and he, when we got back, there were quite a lot of fire engines outside thinking, what's happened, and he decided to see how quickly the fire engines would get to the fire station, <laughs> and... His dad was one of the coaches or managers and they weren't best pleased. <laughs> so it was quite an interesting tour, but most of them were very innocent, like throwing a, is it cornflakes on top of caravans to make the seagulls attack the caravans. Mm-hmm. It's quite fun. But it was a lot of fun uh, staying with the boys. My dad went on tour with me a lot. He used to go off and make friends. We used to call him Chipsy's friends. Yeah. They were just abandoned. He would abandon the tour, rejoin with three random so when you say he was on tour with you, he just showed up occasionally. He, he, he travelled with me, yeah. and then he travelled back with me, and it was, that was pretty much it. There were pugs and pants coming here. It's part of the course. Standard. Yeah. So Stuart, have you been on any good tours? Well, I was just reflecting. My first ever tour was with school, and we went to Coventry, and uh, it was great. And the one lasting memory was where teachers would put us to bed we all had to go you know all at the same time 10 o'clock etc bearing in mind we were probably 15 and he said right no more waking up we've got games tomorrow he said we're all going to bed so obviously as lads we decided that we weren't going to go to bed we were going to get up get dressed and about six of us decided um that we were going to go to the pub so we did. We thought, we're not going to get caught. No one's going to hear us. <laughs> so we chose the one pub in Coventry where it just so happened our teacher had decided to go and have a beer. <laughs> and we walked in. There he was, smoking a cigarette, having a beer. We didn't know he, he smoked. We obviously, you know, he, he drinks. He's a rugby player. And we all walked in. And all of our faces was an absolute picture. And he just came up to us and said, I won't tell if you won't tell. <laughs> and we went over one side of the bar, he went over the other side of the bar, we behaved ourselves, but we did have a few beers, and then we went back to our dormitories, and nothing was ever said. <laughs> it it was classic. Fantastic, fantastic. So, so uh, what's brought you all to Harlow in the coaching capacity you've got with the Colts at the moment? <laughs> do you want the honest answer, or do you want the... Um, PC answer. <laughs> Why did you want to come back to Harlow? I, for me, the area that we, we all live in, I, I feel that there should be, rugby should be very strong in a town like Harlow. Um, as you know, I was coaching at Upper Clapton and our Colts numbers were reducing. Um, I'd spoken to Puggers on a, a couple of uh, uh, occasions and his numbers were reducing and um, I wanted I I didn't want there not to be a team in the Harlow area so um, there was uh, Harlow were looking for a Colts mm-hmm. manager uh, Colts coach 
So I contacted Pricey and Tuts and said, look, I'm interested in doing it on the proviso that, you know, we we, we bring the senior and junior goals together mm. and try and make one team. We made two teams to begin with at the season and that we can keep that continuity and have Colts rugby in the area. So, um, you know, yeah, I, you know, I'm uh, obviously upset a few people by um, by leaving up a Clapton. Um, but for me, it's not about an individual, it's about the group of young lads continuing to play rugby. And since since I've come down here, you know, knowing number of characters here, like yourself, Onion. Um, Calling me a character, huh? No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> You've already dropped the... Uh, yeah, 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 explicit So, you know, knowing quite a few people here and played with uh, a number of you, it, you know, and the facilities here were brilliant. Um, and the way that we were made welcome to uh, a number of people, um, you know, it was the right place to be. And and since being here, you know, I think I think the setup here, they've got it right. Rugby's first and foremost. It's a priority. Or from where I am as Colts head coach, I think rugby certainly is a priority. And it's back to basics. And uh, you know. And Colts Rugby is vibrant because the club has put some energy and effort in, In you know, don't get me wrong, it's been challenging. Yeah. It's been challenging at times. Uh, but, you know, we've now got 40 plus boys wanting to play Colts Rugby. So um, that's, you know, my reason is, and I've not looked back since, I'm, I'm enjoying myself. I mean, I've got a smile on my face of why, why I love rugby uh, yeah. again. So that's what's important mm-hmm. to me. Pogos, what's got you into coaching? Well, I'm. Well, man, I, I was a um, coach. Doesn't coach, no. no I don't, <laughs> don't even pick up a ball. <laughs> I don't need to, man. I'm the manager. Um, you've delegated. You've delegated yeah, that responsibility. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, my dad, my dad was a. Uh, he used to run the shop at the old uh, Ram mm-hmm. Course, and my mum used to do the kitchen. And when the um, obviously the moves happening, all of those started to, to wind down. My dad was asked to manage a team at under 12s. So he's stepped in and said to me, my brother Sid, he said, would you like to help uh, coach it until we get a manager? And then obviously Jake Watch has come in as a proper coach and helped us uh, with George Foley. And we've carried on with them up until now. I, I haven't left that team um, since they were under 12 and we had three boys. Mm-hmm. And then, now we ha- then we had, I think at our peak, we had about 25, 26 Obviously, the last season when they was under 16s, I think under 17s yeah, before we were under 16s. Yeah. Um, Coyne reached out and said that up and numbers are going to drop. It's going towards Colts. Um, we understand you've got a position for the Colts manager, uh, Colts coach. Um, we would love to make a hollow, like a hollow district almost team. Mm. And I, I explained to the boys I would be bringing forward. He'd be bringing his boys forward, and we would make a like a real cracking team together. And he was, I, I've moved. I was coaching. When I was with Jake up mm-hmm. until under 17s, obviously when I went to Cove, I stepped in to help with. Uh, I think Kev Ashcroft asked me to help him uh, in the transition, and I've just stayed since, and I I can't leave. They won't they won't let me leave. Um, <laughs> you don't I, need no, 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 because you owe me money, and the deal is <laughs> yeah. you don't have to pay me money back. back. Now it's in a podcast. I owe you twenty pounds. I'm trying to get into the process. Uh, I don't know how many times I've got it with me. That, <laughs> that, he's got it with him every week, and I said, "No, I'm not accepting it." But it's, um, so it's, it's, it's the uh, was it Puggles Leavers party has been moved from I think it was September 2019, and then it moved till you know, obviously naturally April 2020, and then COVID happened. So I have to keep going. Apparently, the boys. He, what Puggles doesn't he doesn't talk himself up about is that he has a great relationship with a number of the young men. Um, and um, I'm laughing at him. I'm wondering where you're going. I'm wondering You know, he, he listens to him when they moan. Uh, he's a good sounding board. Yeah. Um, so I, I, want to, I want to take my boys through to the fruition where they get to seniors and then I pass them on, um, hoping that the senior... I can watch some of them when, when I'm old and grey, like I mean, 
So the Colt sides. So we've got from under 17. So how many Colt sides is the plan to run this season? I believe uh, that we could run two teams. Uh, we just need to be. Uh, I think we may be a little light front five. Um, yeah. My first in my head. My first start in 15. I'm quite excited about seeing play. Mm-hmm. I, I really am, I and mean, I think I think that they will be, in comparison to last year, probably three or four steps up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They, you know, we inherited when I came down. We inherited from Jake yeah. uh, and Puggers, very similar guys with similar talents to the boys that I brought down mm-hmm. from Upper Clapton. So, and we got some big hitters. And we've got some skillful lads. Um, and with some of the boys from the under-17s uh, and a couple of others from the under-16s, um, which are, uh, I'm excited by one young man, mm-hmm. uh, Israel, um, yeah. electric. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, you know, I can't wait. I can't wait to play some rugby. Yeah. Yeah, I think that's shared with pretty much yeah, everybody I've spoken yeah, yeah. to and stuff like that. So, I mean, how does, how does the um, the Colt side differ from, I mean, you've already experienced going through junior sections and stuff like that. How, do, how does managing the Colts and coaching the Colts differ to junior sides? Are you talking like youth sides? The kind yeah. Of cut, uh, mm. for, for me, what's challenging sometimes is that um, as lads get older, they all have a character, a personality, and each one of them is unique to them to themselves. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, some 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 lads uh, are good at uh, it being explained to them face to face. Some of them need it actually um, in a practical way shown to them. Um, at times, uh, it can be challenging with parents. Uh, so that doesn't change because you get that through a junior junior level Um, but what you do see is some uh, you see some guys stepping up and 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 becoming mature and taking responsibility and what we try to do as as a team is not only coach a group of lads but obviously introduce the values and the principles of what I grew up with rugby and what perhaps Stuart and Pavlos grew up with rugby and yourself grew up, mm. you know, because it's not about just playing a sport, it's about how you act and behave on, on and off the field. And, and uh, we've, got, we've got some great boys, and I really do mean we've got some great strong personalities, but they know when to knuckle down, once told, and uh, it's, a pleasure, it's a pleasure coaching them, I'm enjoying it. Yeah. So what were you like at that age and to, to coach? Well, 
<laughs> I didn't write that question down. Uh, <laughs> I didn't give him notice for that one. Good question. I was uh, unique in very many ways. <laughs> uh, um, I was playing Colts when uh, the likes of Chris Matthews, uh, uh, Leopard, um, Chris Tarbuck, uh, Lee Smith, um, John Locke, mm-hmm. and people like that. So I was playing up in Colts rugby, and it was Upper Clapton mm-hmm. versus Harlow, mm-hmm. and we played you guys in uh, uh, Colts final, mm-hmm. and uh, you beat us uh, 8-3, I think it was. Um and so I was probably... There's loads of kids listening to this in our team going, how the hell did you get to eight? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Long time ago. Long time ago. Yeah, four yeah, points. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was me genuinely thinking, try and penalty. Genuinely <laughs> 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 thinking, who's kicking a penalty? <laughs> uh, yeah. Um, so, no. Um, I was probably coachable, but honestly, because of... Academia wasn't my strength. Mm-hmm. I love sport, mm-hmm. uh, so and I, it was an outlet for me. So I enjoyed it. Um, but outside of rugby, I was probably a scallywag. To be honest, I was probably a little shit. Yeah. Am I allowed to say that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, you can't. I've already got that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's yeah. So yeah, that's me. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, so um, last year you were running a junior colts and a senior colts. Um, how, how did that sort of work in sort of week to week? Was that it was difficult? Yeah, um, because the, the you know the senior cults that had a, uh, had in their mind established themselves, um, uh, to be honest, were off the mark from core skills, mm-hmm. rugby understanding, and what we saw was. The junior cults, and perhaps we should change the name, and it's something that's been on my mind rather than senior and junior. I made it very clear when I got involved at the beginning of the last season to say we're going to run two cult sides. One's going to be seniors, one's going to be juniors, and it's going to be select. It's going to be based on ability, not age, ability, um, because I don't think we as coaches should hold back a player that is not a senior cult in their last year of cults, but has the ability to play mm-hmm. senior cults. And uh, a lot of the junior cults that are now the senior cults mm-hmm. stepped up. Yeah. Uh, and they outperformed their 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 mentors mm-hmm. uh, the year above. Year above, yeah. Um, and, and that's why I'm excited about this year, because... Those junior cults, predominantly, it was probably two thirds of the team. Yeah, it was mm-hmm. a two thirds of the team now. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they were. Uh, yeah, um, and and they they showed that they could step up. Mm-hmm. And and right and now they are being brilliant role models yeah. for the younger children coming through. And the other 16s who have joined us for training sometimes they look up to those under 18s yeah. as being yeah. beyond mm-hmm. them, and they are great at bringing everyone in. Whereas. Yeah. I feel like all at some of these bigger like, lads, older lads. Mm-hmm. It is good to see. Like Elliot is, you know, fantastic. He's becoming a great leader. He, well, he walks around. Yeah, no, but he, he brings the under sixteen. That's what I mean. He, he, he takes responsibility. Yeah. Uh, so I guess there is um, uh, sort of for older listeners. Colts used to go to under 19. Mm. It's now just 17 and 18. Yeah. 17, 18. When they yeah. get to 18, we tried to transition them into senior rugby. Mm-hmm. So some of the boys, as the year going through, uh, last year we had the senior Colts as they got to the age of 18, or um, as they as they felt they were ready, they could put in paperwork to transition to senior rugby. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, then they would be trialled in. Some boys started very early. Some wait until the end of the season. We've got quite a few boys now who are currently training on the same night as we are with the seniors because they've uh, they've transitioned through completely. Mm-hmm. So we have got boys playing in the second, first, third team from last year's team. So we haven't got any Not yet, not yet. But no. We haven't got any matches. Uh, no, but, you know, <sighs> I, you know, for me, I think that um, what we're changing this year, if we do get any rugby, is that last year the lesson that 
I learned from it was that when a player, an individual player turned 18 and could play senior rugby, you know, it's really isolation for that lad. Mm-hmm. And it and it is daunting, you yeah. know, if we all go back of, of making that step from yeah. mm-hmm. culture rugby to uh, senior rugby, for me, I what I don't want to do is self-isolate and where they go up and, and they're lost, they don't know anyone, no. mm-hmm. and it's quite intimidating playing with grown men that are, you know, 30-odd years old. Mm-hmm. So, so what we're going to do this year is we're going to have transition weekends where... Um, the weekend that we're, you know, we're, we won't have a fixture. Yeah. The boys that are good enough and old enough, 17 and 18 year old, will play senior rugby. Mm-hmm. So there'll be four or five of them at a time going up. So, they, so they've got a teammate. So I guess that, that manages the transition and it, it also spreads out sort of, uh, you might have a player who's quite young in the start of the season, but isn't going to transition to rugby, to senior rugby, but someone above him in, in the playing a position that he might play in two, three months' time or whatever, it opens the door for them to, to come into yeah. the, the Colts play. So there's yeah. an actual churn to... So as the season goes by, if we end up with a lot of the, as I say, the older Colts rather than the senior mm-hmm. Colts, they, if they, if, as they progress age-wise up to being able to play seniors, those boys who have been replacing them during the season as the matches have gone by they will then have their their chance at a start. Yeah. So they will have they'll build, build that confidence. So when their turn comes to be the older senior cults, the younger boys will look up to them and they'll have experience of leading that position. Yeah. So if you have a fly half and he, he moves into the seniors and he plays that transition weekend and they say he's actually quite good, mm-hmm. we'll keep him if we keep if he's winning, that younger fly half then gains that experience mm-hmm. and builds up. And that's what we're trying to hope all of our boys will do that in their own positions. So there's a good, there's a good fit. There's, there's opportunities for all of those 40 boys. And even if any more boys come in and say, I want to play, so I should say young men or, yeah, or yeah, players yeah, instead of boys, exactly but right. yeah, they come in and sort of, there's opportunities going to be there. Maybe not week one, day one, but uh, uh, certainly as the season progresses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's, 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 a, it's about rugby development and, and um, and and really being very open with the the, the lads, you know, the, the young men, as you said, Onion, and, and to be transparent with them is key. Mm-hmm. Um, so what's going well with what you're doing at the moment and uh, the, the sessions and the group you've got together? Three, two, the first one. Yeah, go on then. Right, so I would say the numbers we've got. Yeah, the numbers, yeah. yeah the numbers yeah, yeah. we've got, the amount yeah. of the uh, boys we've managed to bring through and the just the attendance we've got really high attendance the boys all seem really hungry to learn from owen and stuart so they are learning their positions without the worry of a match coming soon yeah so they've got time to bed in they've got time to get to know each other as a team mm-hmm. that's the problem we had last year was bending two teams together yeah it was very and it was very one one team would stick to their age group one stick mm-hmm. and then eventually the uh lines across as we started this year it was really strong the mm-hmm. boys as a, one whole team as cults have bonded really well so are you doing anything to help that bonding? Are you uh is it or is it all just about rugby and Well training? we will do. Yeah. Um there are there are things that <laughs> when permitted we're allowed yeah. to do. Yeah. I have some ideas uh that I want to do um to obviously build that team spirit further. But you know, where what I want to try and what we're trying to implement here is is to make sure that those lads whether they you know they have difficulty in passing difficult mm. in catching you know i don't want them to feel uncomfortable about that because mm. we've all dropped a ball we've all you know not made that pass yeah and and for me and as, as you always say yeah. they don't all learn at, at the, the same, same time rate. no they don't, don't. And we've got to be very knowledgeable yeah. about that. And yeah. you've made that very clear. And, and, and every young lad develops in their own time. Yeah. And, and that, for yeah. me, is that, you know... Just being conscious of that yeah, is yeah. key. Yeah, yeah. Do you, um, do you have any big challenges, I mean, other than the big one that you can't actually play any rugby and actually put what you're doing into practice at the moment, any other challenges that you see you're really going to go hard and address this season? Or top priorities rather than go hard? Uh, challenges. It, it, I think selection will be a challenge. 
a good one normally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, 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 it's a nice, that, 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 it's a nice problem. Yeah, yeah. It's, a, it's a nice problem. Um, the, the, the challenge is, is what I don't want to do is I want a message clear is that we as a, a group of coaches is that for me, every player is as important as the next. Mm -hmm. No player is better or, 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 make, treated, any or treated any differently. Um, and I want the boys to know that, that, you know, whether there's a player in Saracens Academy or whether there's a player that's just started rugby, he will be treated the same and he will be shown the same respect, the same same care and the same uh, understanding yeah. as the next player, mm -hmm. uh, which is really important. A lot of clubs, and I've, over the years, and I'm sure people, over the years, I've seen so many teams focus on these, these, these next superstars and forget mm -hmm. the mediocre players and and not so much the mediocre players, but the guys that perhaps developed at a later stage. Um, and you shouldn't, you know, a team is not built around one or two players, as we all know. It's built around 15 players and yeah. 22 players. Yeah. Uh, so that's really our focus. Definitely. So you've recently announced that you've got a um, new sponsor for the, the yes. guys, is it? Or yesterday. <laughs> yesterday. yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, uh, Red Church. <laughs> Red Church Brewery in Harlow. There we go. So, go on, what, what, what's the connection? How, how's that managed to come well, about? Well, uh, beer. Yeah, <laughs> uh, well, a good friend of ours, uh, Paul Tucker, mm -hmm. um, I popped around his for uh, a rugby meeting. And as I walked in, he offered That's me... That's code for something, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that is code yeah, for something. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, um, he popped in and he offered me a beer. Mm -hmm. And I looked at him and I said, well, Red Church, I've never heard of this. And he said, oh, it's in Harlow. I said, I didn't know there was a Harlow brewery. And he, uh, he said, it's Harlow's best kept secret. And it bloody was. On so, yeah, oh, so being a nosy bugger, I went round there, uh, met Trevor and Tony Porter, the owners. Lovely people. Um, Tony is a very keen and avid rugby support one, loves rugby. And uh, we started speaking and they gave us a tour. Great, if you get an opportunity, they're doing tours at uh, the brewery uh, and you have a tasting afterwards. It show, they show you how, it, how it's made. Um, and, um, and I said, look, we, are you, would you be interested in doing something with Harlow Rugby Club? He said, look, we would love to. Yeah. You, know, you know, you're stuck right in the middle. You've got a great facility. Um, I said, well, why don't we do something with the Harlow Colts? So a couple of days ago, he confirmed, yeah, we'll, we'll sponsor. Mm -hmm. um, and they would love to come to the club. And yeah. I, I don't know the uh, bar situation, mm -hmm. but they would love to do a tasting event here mm -hmm. uh, when, when, when we're allowed. Um, and they would also certainly like to, to stop the bottles behind the bar if they can. Yeah. Um, but where, where, where is the brewery? Um, you know River Riverway near the tip? Yep. Uh, Mead Industrial Estate. Okay, yeah. So just over the railway yeah. bridge on the left-hand side. Uh -huh. And uh, it used to be in the East End. Uh -huh. um, and, um, yeah, they moved the brewery over here. But the beer won, just won best uh, lager or and best IPA. Mm -hmm. um, but it won best lager 2019. And uh, I certainly would recommend it to anyone. And it's not expensive. Yeah. But if you go to Marks and Spencer's and Waitrose, you, you'll pay a pretty penny for it. Yeah. Yeah. 20, oh, 24 bottles for £25. <laughs> oh, there you go. There. <laughs> There's, uh, there, you're on commission there, I can tell. <laughs> yeah. I can tell. So, uh, so, I mean, what uh, the, the approach you just explained about, sort of, I pop round there because I'm nosy. Yeah. Uh, how would you suggest to any other team that's looking to get sponsorship how to approach that is that is that something the sort of thing you've done before yeah being nosy <laughs> it's like um it's like uh, it's yeah. car um sponsorships we got um previously uh, uh, another club uh, i think if you don't ask you don't get mm -hmm. and and you have a look at 
Harlow's facility is probably, if you have a look at National One facilities, mm-hmm. you know, no disrespect to Bishop Stortford, mm-hmm. but these facilities yeah. are far yeah. superior mm-hmm. than Bishop Stortford's facilities. So why wouldn't you want to be part of this and 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 uh, see the traffic that comes through it and um, hope, yeah and a, and and there must be loads of local businesses yeah yeah well we've been given a ten minute warning now so to, right. to get out so uh, we'll, we'll we'll wrap this up um, I guess so. Um, I'm sure that there's some other things going on. Is there anything else you'd like to shine a light on, that things you're working on inside the club here or anything else that's coming that, that, that might be popping to mind that this is an opportunity to tell a few people about? Is it? Is it? Yeah, I helped out. Uh, Westy opened a gym yeah. and we sponsored, um, that's my business, mm-hmm. we sponsored uh, Westy. Uh, in helping him to get that and then there was an incentive for all Colts players to have a uh, certainly reduced yeah. membership yeah. Um, that Westy was kindly offering um, what is it you know what I want to do is that it will be uh, a sad situation if we can't get some rugby this year Yeah, it would be fantastic if we can I do understand uh, the restrictions and obviously the difficulties that we're all faced with. But if we can uh, get some rugby, I, 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 I'm so excited. Challenges, challenges, there won't be many. Um, you know. You want to win as many games as possible. Yeah. When there are games. Yeah. That's the yeah. Best one we've got. So I, I guess um, you're a team of three, I think. Is it, is and there's four. No, there's four. George Jardine is okay. uh, he's on holiday again. 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 Is that, Again. Is that coming from... Yeah. I don't understand you saying that. It's highly rich. He has more holidays than Judith Chalmers. <laughs> How would you have? A lot more. One, one. less. One less. <laughs> one, one a week. Um, so, I mean, if you had an extra pair of hands between you, what, what, would, what would that extra pair of hands do? Do you need an extra pair of hands? It's okay with, the, to with the current restrictions, because of the amount mm. of uh, people that have trained at certain times, I mean, we'd love to have another coach who could help with a different section. Mm-hmm. But at the moment, so it's only because we've got the wonderful problem of having so many good, players. Good numbers, yeah. Um, but other than that, I would say that yeah, we, we're quite covering fine as it is. I think because of the restrictions of what you can and can't do on the rugby field and coaching at the moment, I think, you know, we'll cope adequately. And I don't think that will change. The amount of boys will always be a problem, and it's a good problem. Do you know what? In, in listening to your comments on there, I don't know where, what, how you find it with your age group. Oh, we've got a good team. There's a, mm. there's a good group, and George Jardine, who formerly for the RFU, worked for the RFU, he'll be taking over the end of this season. Yeah. Mm. Uh, he's a good lad, mm. really, really he good is. lad, genuine lad. And and what what concerns me about rugby in general when you talk about challenges is that the players are not the challenge. Mm-hmm. You know, for me, it's the coaches trying to implement what they want the players to do. And I think so many coaches, and just from my playing experience, seem to overcomplicate it, where where. The game is about core skills and mm-hmm. and uh, and understanding the contact yeah. area. When we try to overcomplicate things, I, I think that's when the boys get confused. Yeah, yeah. Well, they lose a little bit of heart, don't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 They what the hell we're trying to do, you know, it's, uh, and that's true. So I guess just to kind of wrap up there, just a last quick round the table. And what what makes you proud about this club at the moment? Um. Uh, the reduction and, or over the years, the reduced number of Welsh people. <laughs> <laughs> um, <yeah. laughs> I had to get that 
Oh, oh, <laughs> so I've, I've got two sons. One, one's a Welsh fan. One's a, uh, an England fan, unfortunately. He's so, and, and he's got a great yeah, name, isn't he? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, he's got a terrible name now. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, he takes that name from my middle name. But uh, uh, yeah. yeah, so Owen in the under 15s and Reese in the under 14s. Reese uh, is the Welsh fan, so he's clearly the favourite. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. So, any anything from you? Well, what makes you proud? Yeah, our, our club. Mm-hmm. Well, I was at the old the Ram mm-hmm. course, and the, the facilities we've got now are incredible. I think that the amount of boys we had from when we started our age group to mm-hmm. the senior Colts now, I'm proud of the amount that they have, you know, grown and increased. The qualities of the boys, pretty much everything, really. So I'm really proud of the cohort as a, as a and as a program, really going forward in very much the right direction in my mind. So I'm proud of that. Well, again, mine's simple. I, mean, I look at it from two points of view. There's there's a business side to Harlow Rugby Club, and then there's the sports side of Harlow Rugby Club. What I love about it is that they put the priority towards the sport first of all. Yeah. And the, and the lads that actually play the wonderful game of rugby and that is their priority and the business is all about making sure they can sustain a great club that people want to come to and that's what I think they're doing. No, I, I, I never answered it Onion and for me it's kind of, I've known Harlow for, for, for many years, the, the thing I like about it is that they're, they're a rugby club first and foremost, yes they are running a business yeah. yes they have got to generate revenue but um the thing that is refreshing for me is that i lost my passion for rugby and and you know we all face our challenges but this year i just find it um I, i'm so excited about mm-hmm. the development of those young men it's refreshing isn't it? and their pro, pro and their transition to senior yeah. rugby yeah so, gents, we are getting done. kicked out. We are yeah, done. So, thank on. you very much for your time today. It's been great to talk to you uh, and chat about the, the Colts rugby. And it is clearly very exciting where we're going. Um, and that is, a, that is an upside of this COVID situation. We are spending more time getting ourselves ready and excited and, uh, and stuff like that. So, um, I wish you all the best uh, for the season. Look forward to watching some of the games that will be going on at some point and seeing how you're getting on. So, thank you very much. Right. The same thank to you. you. Cheers. Cheers. Thanks a lot. Thank you for listening to the House of Rams podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it and found it interesting. We'd love to hear your feedback, so please get in touch through Facebook or email me direct with your thoughts. If you'd like to appear on one of our podcasts or showcase what you're doing at the club, please email me on paulowenynan at gmail.com or contact me through Facebook. Watch out for our next release and thanks for listening.